Hello, and welcome to Midweek in the Word podcast, brought to you by Faith Bible in Lincoln, Nebraska. Every week, we strive to become better readers, hearers, and doers of God's Word. Look for us every Wednesday where you stream your podcasts. Here's our host, Faith Bible's Adult Ministries pastor, Brad Myers. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Midweek in the Word. Thanks for joining us. We're glad you're along for the ride and you're here with us Um as I mentioned last week, uh, I should just let you know, we'll be taking a bit of a detour from our Bearing Witness series this week. Uh, we're going to be celebrating our 100th episode. I feel like I need sound effects or something. Or some, <laughs> we need some sort of celebration on this thing. Uh, we're going to be looking back on nearly 29 years of God's blessing here to the church <laughs> to celebrate our 100th episode. Uh, warning for those of you out there, it, it might get just a bit nostalgic as, it could <laughs> as, as we're going to be talking <laughs> with Tom about this. Uh, our guide this week for this trip down memory lane, and probably about the only person that could really tell this story uh, in its entirety, Tom. Uh, Tom Rempel back on the podcast, uh, Faith Bible Church's senior pastor. Um, thanks for joining us on the podcast, Tom. Thanks. Great to be here. Um, well, let me just let me just take a moment here before before we jump into this, um, before we kind of take it take our, our trip down memory lane. Uh, let me remind you: this last Sunday, I was preaching on Hebrews ten verses nineteen through thirty one. If you missed that message, you can always go back and find those on our website, faithbiblelincoln.org. If you hit the media's but a media tab and go down to the sermons button, you can catch up on any of those sermons, or you can follow our sermons feed podcast. Just search for Faith Bible Church Lincoln, Nebraska, wherever you get your podcasts, and you can catch up on any of those messages in case you're out of town or aren't able to join us for one reason or another. Okay, let's let's dive in here, Tom. All right. uh, you ready? You ready for this? I'm ready to go. All, yeah. right. All right. I want to start off with just a little bit of history. I know uh, some of our listeners have been at Faith for a while, but some of them are new, and whether they've been here for a while or haven't been, they may have heard this story already, um, but I still want to take the time, and I want to give you the chance to share it. How did Faith Bible Church get started? Well, it was another season in my life similar to the one I am now, and I'd been on staff in a ministry, and the Lord had just really stirred my heart that it was time to move to the next thing, but he didn't tell me what that was. Yeah. And uh, in the process of my resigning that and seeking the Lord, uh, Pastor Kurt Lehman at Lincoln Berean uh, was a go-to counselor for me. And uh, so Linda and I met with Pastor Kurt, and uh, he, he and his elders said, Tom, we need another Bible church in Lincoln. We'd like you to stay and encourage that. And there's a lot of things that went in behind that, but there were a dozen heads of household at that time who had that same sense. And so they began to meet in a in a, uh, a break room, actually in the basement of a dentist's office, <laughs> and uh, pray together for several weeks, just thinking it through. And God just really confirmed that that was the appropriate step to take. So mm. um, I, had, I had been looking at uh, other ministries in the area and around the country, but uh, they said, would you help us get a church started? And uh, so I said, yeah, I would, I would burn the bridge on the others for the time being and help them get organized as a church. I was 43 years old. It was 1993. And I really thought that I would be here about six months. Um, I thought I knew who the pastor. I inter actually introduced him to the man I thought was going to be the pastor yeah. of Faith Bible Church, and he's had 26 really good years in Rapid City, South Dakota. <laughs> so here we are 29 years yeah. later, and I'm at that season again where the Lord's laid on my heart to resign and wait on him for the next thing. So yeah. that's the bookend to bookend on it. Yeah, it's is a fascinating story. And, and take, take people through, because again, maybe some of our listeners know, but maybe they don't. 
Um, kind of. Okay, so the, the, that group starts meeting. They, they, they become convinced that, that God is leading them to start a yeah. new church. Uh, that You end up being uh, the head pastor. Yeah. How, how does it come about then? Where, where do you guys meet? How does that start? Well, you know, because I was the only one that wasn't working, I, uh, <laughs> I drove all the streets of the city. Eric Davidson, our worship guy at the time, volunteer, uh, helped. And, and we just went looking for warehouses and places we could rent. Yeah. And uh, one day I, I had heard that uh, churches had incubated at uh, Union College. Mm. So I thought, well, it wouldn't hurt to ask. So I went over there, went to the president's office, the president's secretary. I said, we need a place for maybe 100 people to gather. We're starting a church. We don't know. And she goes, I have the perfect place for you. We got on the elevator. We went to the basement. They had a lecture hall that seated 180. And she you said, go. you can just pull a divider here, and it'll be about the right size for you. And uh, I said, so how much is that going to cost? She said, oh, it's free. Oh, and okay. uh, so so the next week, we just let the word out. We said, you're, you're not allowed to call people and invite them. We wanted to make sure it was what God was doing. But if people ask you, are you doing church, we can say yes. If they don't ask, don't tell them. And uh, so the, a week later, we gathered there and we pulled the divider back. We had 173 <laughs> people show up uh, by word of mouth. And uh, that was uh, day one of Faith Bible Church. And uh, God just continued to pour out blessing. And mm -hmm. people found us and kept coming. So we stayed almost a year at Union College. And then uh, we had just completely outgrown that place. We had folding chairs up, and, and it was compact. And so uh, E. Free was actually using Lincoln Christian for their Christian education while they were building their new building. So they were worshiping in their old auditorium, but everything else. And uh, so Brother Mark and uh, the guys said, uh, hey, we can share the facility. It's big. So they would... They would do Sunday school at 9 o'clock, and we would do worship in the Sanctanasium, mm. and then they would go back to church, and then we would do Sunday school following, <laughs> which is uh, the order, and uh, we were there for about three years. Wow. Yeah. Wow, before having the door opened up, I yeah. know, on, on this. And that's a story I want to make sure we get into a little bit on the facility we're now in, yeah. uh, but that can, that can probably wait here for just a moment to, to see God's faithfulness in that story. I, in amongst this, uh, one of the things that, that I find fascinating is is just the interaction between you and your role and your family here at the church uh, for as long as you guys have been here. Uh, so with your permission, I'd like to get just a little bit more personal sure. on this story. Um, what has Faith Bible Church meant to you over the last 29 years and to your family? Well, the 43-year-old the that they invited, it was the third Sunday that we gathered that they said, would you just consider becoming our pastor mm. <laughs> rather than the startup guy? And uh, I, had, I had been involved in three ministries, my first ministry, two years as a youth pastor in Denver, and uh, I, it, it had been a learning experience, but it was difficult, a 24-year-old with all the answers, and I was waiting for people to line the questions <laughs> up to match. Um, but I had a, a patient, faithful uh, mentor there. Mm. So I, I left Denver very disillusioned. I loved Jesus, but I wasn't very high on his bride. Yeah and uh, arrived in the Platte Valley back home in Cozad, and then uh, started preaching the word at the church in Gothenburg, and uh, God just started blessing. I stayed there nine and a half years, came to Lincoln, was uh, associate pastor at Indian Hills for seven and a half years. But in, in all of those, there were just things I felt didn't line up with my understanding of Scripture. Mm. So I had this passion. I, I, early on as a believer, age 21, I was introduced to the book of Acts, and the question was asked, 
would God do it again? Mm-hmm. And so what it had meant, it was my one chance, I thought, in a lifetime to get it, as I call it, right. Mm-hmm. And so my family was involved in that. My, my married children in the era, I had a 15-year-old daughter at that time, but two of my kids were already married. They were a part of the core when we started. My son left in the second year of the church and went off to seminary. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the family stayed here. And uh, Faith Bible became our family and their family. So uh, it was the place my eldest granddaughter, who's now 29, was three months old. On the first Sunday we met, she was in a little baby basket down by the piano as her mom led it or played for worship. She's now a pastor's wife in Grand Island. And uh, so all nine of my grandchildren were born into the family while I've been here ministering. This is the only place they know Papa as yeah, far as his yeah. ministry. Yeah, yeah it's, it's an incredible... It's an incredible legacy to think uh, that even as we come up on this whole discussion about succession and, and yeah. the next pastor and things like that, to think that we've never had to do this before. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, is, that is such a blessing from the Lord and such a testament to your yeah. ministry that a church could go 29 years and yeah. not have to replace, especially yeah. in our current season where it they seems like so they didn't often. Run, it took him 29 years to run me out. <laughs> how do we get him? I don't know. Well, yeah. you don't know how to get rid of him then. Yeah. So, so it, it's just, yeah. it is amazing to me um, that that's been the legacy for so long here at yeah. Faith Bible Church. I mean, uh, well, let's, let's go a slightly different direction here. Um, how has the church uh, ministered to you and your family over the season of time? Yeah, they, I mean, being a, being a part of the church and, you know, being in the Word and, and the church becoming family has been critical. But, but clearly, you know, 16 years ago, my youngest daughter, who had been the church receptionist and uh, an executive secretary for us, was married in the church. It was, it was actually the first wedding in the building and mm-hmm. all. Uh, just before uh, their 10th anniversary, uh, she died of cancer. And uh, hers was a, uh, she adopted two children and had a miracle baby. Uh, The miracle baby, we were told that she would uh, not live another 12 hours. And uh, that was on a Saturday while I'm preparing sermons. Uh, She's in NICU in uh, Omaha Children's Hospital. Uh, I called Pastor Mike and said, you're going to have to get the elders to preach tomorrow. I'm headed to Omaha. Say goodbye to Chloe. Um, Mike called the church to prayer. The church prayed the next day. The doctor said, this baby went from death to life in the last 12 hours. I can't explain it. So the, the church ministered there. And then two years later, uh, that, those baby's mom entered into a cancer battle and went home to be with the Lord. And the church surrounded us uh, with love. Uh, they, they supported and cared for us. Uh, over the years, uh, they, they have encouraged us when we were should have been discouraged and and uh, they, they never let us quit. We, we've uh, we've fought through some theological, biblical you know challenges together, um, grown and matured. Um, my son was a uh, leading uh, Bible teacher for us for many years when he came back from seminary. Um, my daughter was the uh, go-to pianist for 25 years that kind of uh, kept the worship moving forward, even though we went through a series of worship leaders and all of that. And um, my grandkids learned to love Jesus' bride Mm -hmm. by growing up here and seeing all the ways the church family used their gifts and encouraged one another. So, you know, all my grandkids are radically committed to the local church, even though they're not all here in Lincoln and in this church. They 
they learn to love the bride by being a part of the church that loved the bride. So mm-hmm. that, that's a that's a brief summary of yeah. how they ministered to us. <laughs> which is which is not a a an always the case thing. Yeah. Might be the right yeah. way to put it. Um, yeah. ha- having been raised as a pastor's kid and some of yeah. the challenges that go along with that, it, it really is a testament to how God has worked. Um, through this body, yeah. you know, to minister to each other, to minister to you and your family. Um, and that, that's kind of where I want to go next, uh, to, to shift gears just a bit here, um, because obviously face history includes a lot of this personal impact for you, but it's, yeah. it's much broader than that. And, and as the pastor, you get to see a lot of things that other people don't see as far as how far beyond you and your family the Ministry of Faith Bible yeah. has really gone over the last few years. Um, so if, if you would, uh, would you be willing to share some, some stories on the significant ways that, that God has been faithful to Faith Bible Church, um, that, that some of our new listeners or new attenders mm-hmm. or even existing long-term people may, may not know? Well, a, a couple of the highlights were at two particular seasons, and I think we're in a third one now, but at two particular seasons, God was just laying on the heart of the leaders that we, we, ought, we ought to plant, we ought to send out that. And so in, in his faithfulness, he, he raised up a team and went to Cass County, you know, what, 16, 17 years ago. Uh, Crossroads Bible Church came out of that. We sent 15 families out to do that. And in, in God's provision for that, as a guy was on our staff, we were able to fully support him for two years and purchase the land that the church would end up building their building on and witness the establishment of a ministry because God stirred the hearts and that time. And then a few years later, he was doing it again, and we got a phone call from uh, First German Congregational in the Lower South Bottoms, and uh, the brother said, uh, I think that God wants you to adopt our church. And so what's that mean? He said, well, <laughs> you get the building, and you get the people, and you get the memorial fund with $100,000. It was like, wow. And so I said, well, we don't even agree theologically. And he said, well, you, your church and this church don't, but you and I do. He's, he was a retired uh, Missionary Alliance uh, pastor, yeah. and he wanted a gospel witness. And so First Street Bible Church came out of that. We sent about 85 dear people over and great leaders in that. So he, he provided that way in his faithfulness. We've had a transition. I, I just ran a list of we believe in plurality leadership. And so I ran the list. My list is up to 33 men that God raised up mm-hmm. along the way. We don't have a rotation built into our elder leadership, but 33 godly men have led the ministry and shepherded her over the years. Whenever God removed one for whatever, through death or relocation, he's raised up others, and several of those former ones are still serving with us. The other is that I, I can count at least 13 and maybe more of young men that in their early 20s were a part of us that went on to become pastors mm-hmm. of churches. And so that Second Timothy 2.2 thing happened here. Uh, a whole generation grew up. My wife has devoted her ministry to the two-year-old over mm-hmm. the years, and she's now welcoming the children of her two-year-olds because yeah. we've been here long enough. You know, yeah. like I said, my, my own granddaughter was three months old, and uh, she now has a four-year-old and, <laughs> and, and an almost two-year-old. And, and so the faithfulness of God generation to generation has been witnessed. Um, we, we, we made a commitment in the early days that we would never go to the bank to do the ministry, that if mm-hmm. God was calling us to it, God would provide it. So if he didn't provide it, we were doing the right thing at the wrong time or we're doing the wrong thing. 
And it's just jaw-dropping how over the years God has financially enabled us to never one time have to say no to a ministry opportunity brought our way because we had committed ourselves to a debt of some kind. And yeah. that, that's that's just a celebration. It's not a, a, a boastful thing. It's just that he has always provided wisdom to know when to move forward and when to wait, yeah. and he's always provided the resources for that in jaw-dropping ways. But I, I think the others, just the other day at a grocery store, I, I ran into a, a a mom and her two teenage sons who uh, many people in the church had just poured themselves into. And I think when she left our church, she didn't leave on the on, on the most gracious note and all. I think there was a great sense of discouragement, mm. like, oh, did, what, did, what was that all about? She ran across the store to greet me, and her teenage sons came over and greeted me, and she's plugged into a good Bible-teaching church and walking with the Lord, and the boys were growing through the ministry. And again, that's been repeated over and over. Mm. Uh, some of the other ways is that of the, the great parachurch ministries of Lincoln, almost every one of them has been strongly represented. Their leadership have been mm. sitting under the encouragement of the Word and the fellowship before they go out and do their ministry. And yeah. I could just list person after person who's a, a game-changer, influencer in extra church, outside-the-church ministries that have been a part of the fellowship. So that's just a little summary of what mm. God's done. Yeah, I, it, it is something else to, to consider the the network of impact yeah. in our local community and even beyond. You know, you've talked about that a little bit here. I, I also want to make sure we it, any story of Faith Bible Church's history of God's faithfulness to us uh, would be incomplete without relaying the story of how this building came about. We hinted to it that we moved from Union College to yeah. Lincoln Christian. Uh, explain that story a little bit for our listeners well. As well. The, the, the building itself, we we knew. I, I'm of the guys, you know, studying Acts. I always said that uh, we can establish a church, we can build a church, but we don't have to build a church building. Mm-hmm. And uh, over time, we began to realize, oh, that's Probably true, but it's not probably going to work that well in Lincoln. And so we looked at we we looked at every empty warehouse. Actually, back to the Bible was moving out to the uh, to the Book Foundation on on Cornhusker. So we walked through their old building downtown, and they wanted to make us an offer. And God said no to that. And uh, there was a hinky dinky store on uh, Adams and roughly Adams of 56. And so we went through there. We nicknamed Steve Peterson the Hinky Dinky Deacon because in the city said. Well, there's not enough parking. We can't give you a permit for that. Mm-hmm. So I actually had realtors call and say, I've got another warehouse you guys ought to look at. And they say, well, no, no, you're not interested. But when you guys walk through it, we sell it right away. So, <laughs> oh, thank goodness. So, so we, we were trying to figure out what quadrant. And, you know, New Cub was just building across the street. And uh-huh. so I, w- I went to Pastor John. I said, I got an idea. Why don't we build a uh, Why don't we uh, we build a, a townhome or a duplex kind of building? We'll put our sign on one end and yours on the other, and we'll coordinate our services, and we can just kind of share the facility. <laughs> Told me I was crazy, yeah. and uh, anyway, God kept opening up this piece of real estate, and it was owned by two believing farmers from uh, Hallam, and they had turned down lots of money for this from a denomination that one of their spouses said, I grew up in that and I never heard about Jesus, so Mm -hmm. we're not going to sell it to them. So for about a fourth of what they were offered, they agreed to sell it to us. And so it was a cornfield. The city said they were never going to build on the other side of 84th Street because of the watershed. So we, we, we flirted with calling ourselves Country Bible. We were so far out of town. And 
when we settled with them, they gave us 20% of the purchase price back as a gift to the church, 40% to Lincoln Christian, the other 40% to back to the Bible. They didn't take any profit on that. So we built on this cornfield because God wanted us here on the edge of the city. And, and then we, we, we met and, and we said, well, how, how are we going to pay for it? And we decided, well, let's just ask the body what the Lord would lay on their heart that they would be able to give over the next three years above their regular giving. And whatever that number is, that's, that's what we'd build a building with. And so I'll never forget that when everybody, there were about 300 of us, and when everybody had by faith said, I believe this is what God is going to enable, it was about $750,000. And on the morning that we were supposed to meet, and you can't build brick and stick with $750,000. Right. We were meet uh, a member of the body called up and he said, my wife and I like to buy you coffee. I know it's your day off, but we'd want to. And, and God had blessed their business. And they said, we don't want anybody to know who it is or whatever, but we want to match what was given. So all of a sudden, 750 went to $1.5 million. And he gave me the contracts to take it to the chairman of the stewardship, take it to the bank. The bank said, this is as good as cash in hand. And so... I went to that night, and I told, guys, we got 1.5, and all of a sudden it's like, well, let's stay with the simple steel structure. It's cheap, mm-hmm. but you know, let's not blow it, but praise the Lord. So yeah. it was about 30 of us in the library at Lincoln Christian, and we sang to him a cappella, Great is Thy Faithfulness. It was the worst harmony you've ever heard in your <laughs> life, but there wasn't a dry eye in the room worship, just though. to yeah. see God <laughs> showing up. Now, yeah. the interesting thing is within two years, a co-contractor on that contract in Texas, destroyed it through the courts of Oklahoma, and the dear family was never able to give a dime of the 750. And and so the elders were the only ones that knew where this was coming from, and they were like, let's not embarrass that family. Let's just trust the Lord. And believe it or not, God provided the whole amount three years ahead of what our expectation was without ever going to the church and saying, do you realize what just happened to this thing? So God just kind of moved us forward, and it's just been one experience like that after the other. We're in it a year. We're out of space. We decided to add the ark to the back, and uh, that's another $500,000 commitment, and the body says, we're good for that. We're going to move forward. And right when we're starting that, we get a phone call in the little brick house on the hill that kind of cut out the property. Mm -hmm. And the guy wanted to sell it to the church, and he lowered the price. I called the stewardship chairman. I said, this is it. He says, well, we'll just give him cash. I said, how are we going to do that? He said, well, (laughs) we've never spent the whole budget, and i just been put it in a fund. I call the Mana Fund. What is it? And he said, we have the money. I said, you're kidding. I had no idea. So God's just done that time after time as we trusted him for a home facility for the church. And he did it again when uh, seven years ago we did the remodel and the addition. Yeah. He always paid it in advance. because yeah. and, and, and the leaders were always willing to wait. That, that was yeah. the beauty of it. Saying, let's not press ahead of God. And as they waited, God showed up strong. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is such a testament to God's faithfulness. I, obviously, there's a whole lot of other stories that can be relayed oh, yeah. <laughs> than, than just that. But some of those are so fun to hear how God has just yeah. been so good. Uh, to Faith Bible Church over the last 29 years. Uh, it's been uh, fun to hear a lot of those stories. I wasn't here for all of them. Some of them, you yeah. know, I've got some of those pieces Actually, now you were having your third well. birthday when, when that 43-year-old started that. I just there want to remind that. you there, of that. Yeah. There was that. I, Happy uh, birthday, Brad. You're three years old, and we're going in there starting a church. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But that's such a fun thing to know, too. Okay, so fi- finally, I 
I know it's it's a great it's a great joy to remember what God has done in the past. But uh, any conversation like this also wouldn't be complete without looking forward. You've already referenced Second Timothy two two. Yeah. Uh, it's always been a key verse. Next generation equipping here at Faith Bible yeah. Church. Um, their listeners, Paul is encouraging Timothy to be faithful to his ministry. And he says these words that have always been really important to us. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses and trust of faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Um, so we know that our task has always been looking forward, looking back and saying, look how God has been faithful, but also looking forward and praying for ongoing faithfulness into the yeah. future as well. Um, so this seems like a pretty timely question to ask you at this point, uh, what, what do you look forward to seeing? If, if you could look 29 years ahead and look back on the next 29 years at faith, um, what would you look forward to seeing God do through Faith Bible Church in the next 29 years? Well, as, as much of a struggle as it was to, to, to discern, is, is this the time to step out of the way? It, the church could not be in better shape for its future than it is at the present. And in fact, it's, it's one of those where it's, it's almost painful to, to step out of the way because of the golden opportunities that lie ahead. He's provided financially, and then he's provided another generation of leaders that are sitting in the wings. And I anticipate that over the next year or two, some glass ceilings will get broken mm-hmm. so that the, the, we take the risk of entrusting those that we have role modeled for and taught that they can take the baton and lead it forward. I anticipate that the, the culture around us and even the evangelical culture is, is going to downgrade and deteriorate. But my dream is that Faith Bible Church 29 years from now will still be known by its middle name, that we are people of the word. We're people of the book. If the Bible says to believe it, we believe it. If the Bible says to do it, we do it. If the Bible says don't do that, we won't do that. And that another generation will have grown up embracing that truth. And also, um, we, we spend about $150,000 a year on world missions impact. Mm. My, my dream is that we are able to double that or more as our, our missions model is basically coming alongside indigenous church planters and leaders, yeah. not telling them how to do it, but enabling them where we can, and that that, that would multiply. Uh, we've had the joy of uh, establishing two churches. I, I pray over the next 29 years we're able to do a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. As uh, I think the movement of church world is less toward the mega church and more toward the smaller, more intimate community. Mm-hmm. And so I would think that uh, over the next five, I would love to see in 29 years. I hope I'm still alive then. Probably not. But <laughs> I, I, would, I don't speculate. I don't I know. <laughs> well, as 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 as, uh, as he said, uh, you know, I hope to live to be 100 because very few people die after that. <laughs> But that I would look back and see that at least five or more mm. healthy churches came out, a reproduction of what God is doing here. But, but mostly, I would say that even that generation is living with an open hand as far as what the resources God's given us, that, 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 that our hope is in eternal home, not in a present one, and that so our possessions are held loosely so that we can attain that eternal possession mm-hmm. and uh, that, that that mindset of looking forward to the return of Jesus would continue to penetrate the church. Mm. Amen. Uh, it, 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 is, it is a strange season, uh, <laughs> you know, and again, I've never walked through a season quite like this at a church before, but it is a strange season to, 
to both feel nostalgic and look back on everything yeah. God has done, um, but to also, you know, I and I would I would very much say exactly what you're saying, like the excitement right now of what God could do yeah. going yeah. forward and praying and asking yeah. that, that he would, you know, give us the courage to do it, give yeah. us the patience, to your point already, to, to wait on him yeah. for it. Um, I'm so excited to see what the next 20 years... Yeah, I was, li- I was living my life with the windshield and not the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. And, and and I learned that because as a, as a kid, I worked on the farm. And uh, so they, they sent me out in the field to cultivate the corn. And uh, he kept telling me, he says, every time you look back, you wipe out a row of corn. And, uh, <laughs> I have been so, there. Yeah, like, so I, like, I know how so that goes. He would fly over with his plane at the end of the day and send me back the next day to uncover the corn that I'd covered yeah. because I kept looking back. And I, I think that's the same. It's, it's delightful to look back at what God has done, but our future is where God is at work. And he, everything that's happened in the past is preparation for what he wants to do in the future. And, and so to embrace that and rejoice and to know that somewhere he has been out there preparing the next senior pastor for our church, yeah. that, that we don't have to wait on him to get him ready. He's got him ready. Yeah. We just have to, we have to make room for that man to come and give him the freedom to lead us forward. And I, I, think, I think that the next decade at Faith Bible Church is just going to be robust. I mean, everything is in place for it to happen. Yeah. But some of us old guys need to get out of the way so God can do that. It is, it is certainly very exciting uh, to look forward to where things are going to go. And, and listeners, I, I would just reiterate from a couple of weeks ago what Dimitri said as far as do be praying for the church, do be praying for leadership, do be praying for the next man uh, that's going to be involved here. I, it is, it is an exciting season, but it's one that we desperately <laughs> need God to show up. And, and we've talked about dependence in the book of Joshua. Last week we talked about, or a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the lack of dependence in the yeah. book of Numbers, yeah. um, those being key themes throughout the Old Testament. Next week we're going to talk about judges and some yeah. issues there where the people weren't dependent on God and they didn't stay, step out in faith and do what God told them that he would be faithful to help them do. Uh, so do be praying all those things over the church. Um, hopefully this has been an encouraging episode uh, to listen to, both looking back and looking forward as well. Uh, now, speaking back to, to looking forward, Tom, this this coming Sunday, you will yeah. be back in the pulpit after a couple of weeks off. I yeah. mean, you were preaching at the Bible conference, uh, but you'll be back in the pulpit this Sunday, and we'll be back in Hebrews 10. Uh, you're going to take a look at the author's call for endurance and faithfulness, and we're going to prime ourselves for what most people are probably familiar with, the Hall of Faith in chapter 11, the verses that lead up to that, and why does the author of Hebrews explain all those yeah. names and what all they did by faith? Uh, Listeners, we would encourage you to join us for that message on Sunday at either 9 o'clock or 10.30. We would love to see you there. Um, And thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Again, thank you for listening to 100th episode. Uh, For those of you that have been along for the whole ride, uh, we're thrilled that you've been continuing to tune in, and we're glad that you're here for this 100th episode. If any of them have been helpful to you, especially this episode, remember you can always share it, rate it, or comment on it to help other people find it. And we hope you join us again next week for Judges on Midweek in the Word. Thanks for taking time to join us for Midweek in the Word. To hear previous podcast episodes, be sure to follow, like, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. To learn more about Faith Bible Church, please visit our website at www.faithbiblelincoln.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Faith Bible Lincoln or tweet us at FBC Lincoln. And now we leave you with these encouraging words from Hebrews 12. Let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith.